is the At The Minute Podcast presented by the FanFuel Podcast Network. The 42nd Jackie robinson episode here. We have a jam-packed show for you guys. We're going to start with a little bit of current events, preview the Super Bowl because, yes, the game is coming soon, and I'm allowed to say that. There's no restrictions with FanDuel here. And then after that, our boy Sam Nabriga is joining the show to do some Super Bowl prop bets at the very end there. So that will be a lot of fun. But before we get into it, Jackson, I want to announce the Hot Take Hoops Fan Fuel Sports giveaway. I, I guess we can call it that. We are giving out a $100 gift card to the NBA store for you fans to cop that jersey that you've been wanting all season long. We've seen the emergence of Bam Adebayo, Devontae Graham, Ja Morant, Zion Williamson. Just get the Zion jersey. That's all you need. That's that's where it's going. Yeah. Whoever wins this is buying a Zion jersey. Let's be real. Whoever wins this is going to have more clout than their buddies because they're going to have a dope jersey to rep wherever they want, whenever they want. One that is not from AliExpress either. That is correct. So to enter the giveaway, you need to follow at Hot Take Hoops Pod on Twitter. Follow at FanFuel Sports. You must be following both. You can find the rules to this, though, at Hot Take Hoops Pod on Twitter retweet the original tweet you'll see it there real quickly and be following hot take hoops and at fan fuel sports that is all you have to do to enter yeah it sounds Jackson. like a lot but just check the twitter it's just like two three simple things it takes 20 seconds and you got a chance to win a hundred dollar gift card so totally worth checking out yes uh jack came through with that idea him and mitchell have been crushing it so far really trying to bring some awareness to their show and after you go join that giveaway, I encourage you to listen to ATM at the Movies. Episode 3 this past week was about The Mandalorian, which I have yet Baby to Yoda. see. That's oh, right. good, man. I watched it. It's solid. I got Disney Plus just for that. I think I'm honestly about to cancel it now because that was all I got it for. But it was good. <laughs> Definitely worth watching. Well, Jordan and Ben are really good at what they do on at the movies, and after listening to that, I wanted to buy Disney Plus just to see this show. So they're crushing it. I think their next episode, they're going to shit on a movie of their choice, mix it up a little bit. We will see, but a whole lot of good going on right now. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. Big things, big things. All right, let's get into it here. Current events, Jackson, you're leading the way. We're starting with some NBA, and then I'm going to take over for football. Yes, sir. So, biggest piece of news, Victor Oladipo is back tonight. Uh, he came off the bench. I'm not really sure what his stat line's looking like. We're recording this shortly after the game started, but he has been in the game getting some minutes. Pretty cool to see him back because that was an injury that is tough to come back from. So, Oladipo back for the Pacers. Come on, man. Can't wait to see the guy back out there. The Pacers are ahead of the Sixers in the East right now. I'm curious to see how good they can be with Depot back, and I know that backcourt is about to be nasty. Yeah, I would not want to go against that backcourt. It's going to be insane defensively, and they got a chance at the two seed, but we will see. So speaking of Eastern Conference here, Chris Middleton last night dropped 51 points against the Wizards, and I don't know how. I didn't even hear about that until today. I kind of went under the radar. That's you know a nice little 50-piece for a guy that's not a 50-piece getter, so pretty cool for him. Mm-hmm. And also, speaking of 50-pieces, Eric Gordon with a 50-piece against the Jazz two nights ago with Russ and James Harden out. 
think anything of that. I mean, the Rockets got the win. I didn't watch. I can't say I like watching the Rockets very much, but no, piece a fifty piece. Yeah, Eric Gordon's missed a lot of games, and the Rockets bench hasn't been particularly great this season. So I'm sure Daryl's glad to have him back in the team. Same with D'Antoni, give him another guy to throw out there and a guy with good playoff experience. So yeah, your I don't boy, know. Uh, your glad boy, he's back. Ben McElmore, he's been out there quite a bit, getting some buckets, not doing bad, filling <laughs> in. That's right. Uh, moving along here. So last episode while we were recording, we mentioned the Dwight Powell injury. And unfortunately, we were right. It was a season-ending injury. And so they went out and picked up Willie Cauley-Stein. Uh, don't love him a ton. I think he's an okay fill-in piece for them. He'll get the job done for what they're needing. But I don't really have a ton on that. No, clearly just a move for depth. You know, Powell is a important player to their rotation him and Kleba were kind of those centers that they would rely on so definitely hurts to see him go without a doubt uh speaking of the Mavs here Mark Cuban came out and said that they're gonna retire the number 24 in honor of Kobe they're really the first franchise to do this a lot of players also have changed from 24 or 8 out of honor Kobe there's kind of a sentiment Mm -hmm. around the league that nobody should ever wear 8 or 24 again and I think that's really cool to see yeah, uh, off the top of my head, I've seen Mason Plumley, Spencer Dinwiddie, Terrence Ross, Markeith Morris, I believe. Uh, the list goes on and Quinn on. Cook I can't even. Quinn Cook Quinn changed Cook. his number to something else. He didn't have eight or twenty-four, what, but he, he, he did it to twenty-eight or twenty-eight. He was combining Gigi and Kobe's numbers, which Gigi's number was two, Kobe eight, so he's rocking twenty-eight now. Oh, okay. That's it. Then the two and the eight. I thought he like added up the total of their numbers, but never mind. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, though, <laughs> J.R. Smith has a workout with the Lakers. You think uh, think Mr. Swish there has a chance to get back in the league, Mr. Hennessy, Mr. Uh, Hot Soup? Hey, man, I said this months ago. I'm still waiting on the Sixers to sign the guy. They need that three-point shooting, but hey, if, I just want to <laughs> see him back in the league. Yeah, I definitely agree. He's must must watch television, whether it's good or bad. I mean, he's either hitting threes, making crazy dunks, or he's making bonehead plays that are on Shaq and a fool and worth watching. So definitely agree. I would love to see him back out there. Uh, not sure about the Sixers fit, but we will see. <laughs> so you got anything else here on NBA or college basketball while we're on the topic? Yes, while we're on the topic of basketball, and before I take over for some football news, we got to talk about Coach K. Is he getting senile? That's the question. I don't think because so. He's always been like that with the Duke crowd. If he thinks they're out of line, he doesn't hesitate to tell them. Yeah, so this everything's kind of flying under the radar this week, and understandably with the Super Bowl and the Kobe tragedy. Right. But... Last night, Coach K ripped into the Cameron Crazies. They were, Duke was playing Pitt, conference matchup. If you don't know, Jeff Capel, longtime Duke assistant and long Duke player. Duke coach. Yeah, well, that, was a, long that was way back he, when. He got in trouble quick, but. Yeah, he came from Duke to OU, went back to Duke after the trouble, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, yeah. he's coaching Pitt. The fans are saying, Jeff Capel, sit with us. I don't know if Coach K misheard them. I don't even think that's very offensive. What but... was that supposed to mean? I wasn't 
I mean, I, I watched the I, video and I was like, surely they're saying something offensive or to piss him off. I mean, I get Capel was there for a long time and, he, you know, he's quote unquote one of us is what Coach K was telling him. But I don't get why he was so hot and bothered, really. It seemed like the normal I, kind I, of troll and opposing head coach. I don't know, but it's just wild to see Coach K run up to the fans, point his finger out and say, shut up. And like, I don't think he was just, well, yeah, I think there was some expletives in there too. And he's about to throw hands. I mean, that dyed hair has me convinced he's only 55 or 60 and could still hold his own, but don't think yeah. that's the case. I'm sure he would have loved to though. He was going after him. Yeah. Only other bit of basketball news I have. My Jayhawks stomped your Cowboys. It's still water. <laughs> Go figure. I don't know what else you expect. We're pitiful this year. I was yeah. so wrong about this team and we had the one big four. I don't know what happened, man. Well, we can't if, sit on this, if, but yeah, I don't know if Boynton's the X's and O's guy that we thought he was. He might be more of a recruiter and needs some help game plan wise. I don't know. I thought they had all the assistance in the world they could need. They've got a Sutton. They've got Cunningham's older brother, but I don't know. This is a topic for a later date because I could go for a long time. So what do you got yeah. in the NFL here? Okay. NFL news. Like I said, some things have been flying under the radar. Let's start with Freddie Kitchens. He is joining the New York football giants as their tight end coach. Let's talk about this for a second. This is the craziest staff in the NFL now. We have a special teams coach as head coach. We have Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. And Freddie Kitchens Kitchens as the tight ends coach. Well, there goes Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley's careers because... I feel bad for Saquon, but we might, I don't know. We could either have some electricity. Because as a running back, yes, schematically, if you've got a good offensive coordinator and good guys behind the scenes, it helps a lot. But with Daniel Jones, it's a little bit different because if the plays you're drawing up and what you're giving him is no good, he has no chance against the defense, he's going to be seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold was a lot this year. Yeah, I don't know. Very, very intriguing, though. Next, we have... Philip Rivers and the San Diego Los Angeles Chargers are parting ways after 16 years. This no one has mentioned this to me at all. That's typically I a story that this. someone's going to talk about exactly. So yeah, Rivers is moving his nine kids to Florida. It sounds like they just got a home out there, and he's looking for a new team. Joining him in free agency in 2020. Quite a little storyline here. We got it's Tom Brady, quarterback class. Drew yeah, Brees, no joke. Rivers, and Teddy Bridgewater. Some big names out there. So Absolutely. And on the Saints real quick here, I don't think we've got this plan to hit, but did you see what Sean Payton came out and said about Taysom Hill? No, tell me. He is the replacement to Drew Brees when the time comes, whether that is next season or the year after, but he's going with Taysom Hill instead of Teddy, and so... Teddy's going to be another one of those guys that's on the market and pretty highly covetable because Teddy Bridgewater, to me, just reads Tom Brady's replacement, but we'll see. Oh, okay, okay. Next little bit we got here, we're back with the Browns. They have hired Andrew Barry as their new general manager. This guy's 32 years old. He's been endorsed by the always accurate Bill Polian. He said he's a super bright guy. I think he went to Yale. But anyways, 32 years old, he's uh, in charge of player personnel now for the Cleveland Browns, so we know they're going to be terrible again. He's on a five-year deal, as well as Stefanski. 
From so, what I understand with him, the only real NFL experience he had was with the Browns for a couple years, and they're promoting him from within. So, nah, we'll he came from the Eagles. Oh, came really? from the Eagles. Okay, yeah. then he so, did a pretty long stint with the Browns because I know he was with them for a few years in a minor role. Mm. But still, yeah. probably more doom and gloom ahead for Browns fans. But what's new? Mm-hmm. Last little thing I got here, and then we'll switch gears over to our Super Bowl preview. OU fans, Boomer Sooner, DeMarco Murray, my beloved ex-Cowboy running back, is now coming back to OU to be the running backs coach. So pretty cool deal there, I think. I love DeMarco when he was playing in Dallas, and I know OU fans are going to like that. Yeah, I think uh, you'll like it a whole lot more than seeing him in Philly, and I think that'll be a good fit. (laughs) Their running backs last year could have used a little bit of uh what's the word coaching up yeah a little bit of coaching (laughs) up they could have been a little bit better it was the Jalen Hurts show and you know not knocking him as much as I love to but they didn't have a ton of options they had some injuries I know but next year their backfield should be very talented yep there you go that is current events let's break down the Super Bowl ka-chow you told me you got deep in your bag for this little Super Bowl preview so take it away man all right, so I did some homework here. Uh, shout out to Warren Sharp. I was big on his stuff. He's great. Good follow on Twitter if you enjoyed the NFL, honestly. He's got all kinds of good insights and whatnot. But where I'm starting with this, I don't think Jimmy G is as good as people think. I mean, he's masked behind a great running offense and a great play caller who really limits his opportunity to make mistakes. So, yeah, sure, he's leading the league in third down passing by a lot of metrics. But listen to these numbers and tell me if you're still convinced that Jimmy G, the game manager, is going to win a Super Bowl. So, this last season, he was number 27 in pass attempt distance, meaning he threw the ball downfield almost less than any other quarterback. And a lot of that is because they're in third and short, and he just dumps it off to Kittle or throws a quick slant across the middle to Sanders or Samuel. And Juice he's check. Also, yeah, and he's also number 29 in pass plays a game. So everyone knows the 49ers don't throw the ball a lot. That just puts it in perspective. Nearly every other quarterback in the league is throwing the ball more than him. He's also number 29 in deep ball attempts. He threw 36 deep balls all year. I'm not sure if that's being classified as 15-plus yards downfield or 20-plus, but he only threw 36. How many do you think Mahomes threw? How many deep balls do I think Mahomes threw this season? I'm going to say 69. 68. You were right on there. Wow. Um, okay. No joke. I mean, Peter doesn't have my notes right now. This is all this is all stuff that I've got somewhere else he can't see. So That's pretty spot cool. on there. That's the thing. Mahomes has thrown twice as many deep balls as Jimmy G. The 49ers are going to have to open it up and get deep in their bag for this game. And when you haven't done it very much all year, it is hard to do in the biggest game of the year when the team has two weeks to get prepared and has seen pretty much every look you could possibly throw at them. So Shanahan's a great offensive mind. He's going to do a lot, but more on that here, more on Jimmy G. So like I've said, I really do believe his success is due to the limited number of third and longs he sees. They've done such a good job running the ball and managing the game. He never has to take deep balls downfield. I mean, it's one of those things he's hardly ever in third and long. And the few times that he is, they can use their pre-snap motion, get creative, bring out their best play, the one deepest in their bag, something to Kittle, something to Sanders downfield, because they only have to get into third or long or third and long once or twice a game. I mean, they didn't have to do it hardly at all against the Packers. But the thing is, this is not going to be the Packers game. And a lot of people have been saying the Niners are so good at converting on third down. Kansas City's going to have a problem. The Chiefs have been incredible over the last eight games. Everyone knows that. 
they're this season. This isn't just the last eight games. This is this season. They're only allowing teams to convert on just over 36% of third downs. That's top 10 of the league. So, you know, people can say San Francisco converts better than anyone on third down. The Chiefs are going to have trouble. I don't think that's the case. The Chiefs defense is going to be fine. Juan Thornhill, missing him is going to be a big deal that kind of hinders that defense a little bit, I think. But look for Tyron Matthew to step up and make big plays just like he has so far this postseason. They're going to be leaning on... Go yeah, ahead, on that topic, I'm going to say they're going to be leaning on Dan Sorensen quite a bit again, and he came up really big in that last game. I agree. Yeah. Honey Badger will be there ready to make some plays in the run game, but hopefully Sorensen can step up again like last week. Yeah, and I think one big thing, you know, Honey Badger is great. He plays bigger than he really is, and Kittle could be a little bit of a matchup problem, but we'll get to him and Kelsey more later. Another thing on Jimmy G really the whole entire way I see him, the epitome of Jimmy G to me is Kyle Shanahan being up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl against the Patriots and losing the game because he kept throwing the ball. Jimmy G to me is one big, I can't screw up like I did against the Patriots ever again. And Jimmy G has just been the ultimate game manager. And to me, it's Kyle Shanahan overcorrecting and saying, I'm going to learn from my mistakes. I've been to the Super Bowl before. I tried to keep throwing the ball when we were up, and I should have pounded the rock. We're going to build this offense just around pounding the rock and managing the game. And I think that's great for the regular season. But it comes a time in the Super Bowl where you're going to have to open it up and throw the ball downfield, especially against the Chiefs. There's going to be a lot of points put up. And I just don't think Jimmy G is going to be up to the challenge. He's going to have to throw the ball 30-plus times. And I just don't see him getting it done. I mean, the Chiefs defense is playing so great. It's not like he's playing the decimated Seahawks secondary where he can throw the ball 38 times downfield in a close game and be okay. I mean, this this defense is much better than the Seahawks. You agree on that, right? The Chiefs defense? Yeah, I mean, it's leaps and bounds better than the Seahawks defense. Oh, this year, absolutely. The uh, figure I saw was that the, there's only a difference in two-tenths in points per game allowed between these teams. So they're practically... Yeah, I think that's pretty telling. Yeah, so I think people are overrating the 49ers defense a little bit or underrating the Chiefs defense, however you want to look at it. Yeah, and I, think, I definitely agree. Yeah, I think Jimmy G has his limitations, and if he's forced to try and make the big play, it's going to go the Chiefs' way in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to yeah. be... I think it's going to be a lot like the Titans game for the Chiefs. Similar type of game plans. You're going to have to stop. stop the run. Yeah, you're going to have to yeah. stop the run. And yeah. I don't know. I don't really have anything else on Jimmy G, but I got some more on the defensive side of things. But we'll get there. Okay. A few other kind of takeaways, insights I have here. One thing that I think Kansas City has to do, and anybody who has watched San Francisco throughout the year and throughout the postseason. That end around, that wide receiver run, that it seems like they're always coming out with Debo Samuel, Kansas City's got to stop that. That was really what just put the dagger in Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay would stop the run eventually. They would kind of, I mean, Jimmy G didn't throw the ball shit. You can't say they had Jimmy G contained, but they would get, you know, they'd get a couple big stops. We'd be in third and six, third and seven, you know, and Packers fans are sitting there thinking, okay, you know, we get the stop here, we get the ball back, we start our run. And Kyle Shanahan would get the pre-snap motion going. They would have that end around, that wide receiver run that Green Bay could not stop and no one's been able to all season. And they're averaging around 10 yards a carry when they run that play or that type of play on first and second down. And so I think a big key for the Chiefs here is to take that away on the early downs because when they're breaking that end around off for 15, 20 yards on first down, that offense gets ahead of steam and they keep pounding the rock. And it gives it kind of just gives a third thing you have to take away outside of Jimmy G and the run game. 
Yeah, no, I think that's just going to come down to the signal caller on the defensive side for the Chiefs being able to identify whether or not they are going to hand it off to Moster or if they are going to pull the end around play. And if the pre-snap motion is just noise or if they're actually changing the play, doing something meaningful there. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree on that. Go I was ahead. looking at an article saying the Chiefs are really focused on not being fooled by all the pre-snap motion, all the eye candy, and yeah. I, you know, I really think it just boils down to that. I definitely agree with that. And another thing I'm looking at here, just some numbers. I kind of looked at everything Kansas City does offensively, everything San Francisco does offensively, and I'm not sure if there's two more different offenses in the NFL right now. And I think that's pretty incredible if they're both in the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe the Ravens and Chiefs would be more polar opposites, but Lamar threw damn near just as much as Jimmy G. And one number on that here, Kansas City throws the ball on over 61% of plays. San Francisco only throws the ball 48% of the time, and a lot of that comes from screens and checkdowns. So, I mean, I expect to see the Chiefs throw the ball 60%, if not more, of the time. They're not going to go away from what's been good to them all year. But I think San Francisco is going to have to deviate from what they've done all year and throw the ball downfield, especially if they get down by a touchdown or more. You've got to. Yeah, well, as long as Shanahan in the 49ers are having early down success running the ball with Mostert, you know, last yeah. game he put up eight yards of carry, I think. As long as he's doing that, they're going to continue with the trickeration in those short down right. plays, those third and shorts, right. fourth downs. I think fourth downs could be a big thing here. I don't think either team – wants to end up punting the ball in kind of like fourth down territory because that's the type of play that could swing this game. I really think it's going to be that close. And Yeah, I think, I think touchdowns are huge here. And kind of along with the punting, I think one big thing for the Chiefs, one huge key for them is the red zone. So the one big flaw to Mahomes on the season, he's only completing 52% of passes in the red zone. And that's subpar for NFL quarterbacks. And that's one big thing. The San Francisco 49ers are great at limiting the people to field goals when they get in the red zone. The Chiefs have to capitalize. They've got to punch it in. They've got to get the TDs. They cannot settle for field goals. And I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying. I think, you know, fourth and short, they've got to go for it and they've got to pick up those fourth downs. Because if you give that San Francisco team some momentum and you let them get a big stop in the red zone, it could be a huge momentum shifter. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the Chiefs pull off another in-around type play with Tyreek in the red zone. Uh, I was listening to some Warren Sharp analysis myself, and he was saying yeah. how the 49ers' pass defense in the red zone is their weakness, but their run defense is really, really strong in the red zone. So, And I feel like that kind of plays to the Chiefs' strengths there. Obviously, they want to throw the ball in the red zone. That would be ideal. They want to get it to Kelsey and, you know, exactly. Bill Watkins, those playmakers in space on the screen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple numbers to throw at you. I thought this one was really incredible. You know, everyone calls Jimmy G the game manager. Some comparisons kind of to Alex Smith and what he did with that Chiefs team when Andy Reid came in. Jimmy G on the season has thrown 28 interceptable passes, and I'm not sure by what metric you know you qualify something as interceptable, but Jimmy G's thrown 28. Mahomes has only thrown 15, and I think that's pretty contrary to a lot of the storylines that go with those quarterbacks. A lot of people see Jimmy G is the play-it-safe game manager and Mahomes is the gunslinging risk-taker, and the numbers don't really support that at all. The numbers don't support... Jimmy being a risk taker? No, they don't support Jimmy playing it safe. They don't, I mean, I'm saying they show Mahomes as the safer quarterback here. He's thrown twice 
as few interceptable passes. Saying Jimmy takes more risks and throws more balls that are liable to be picked off than Mahomes does. Yeah, so on that stat, actually, Mahomes makes mistakes on 4% of his throws, which is completely unheard of. The league average is 15%. And if you've watched any of Jimmy G this season, you know he's good for a couple errant throws each game. Absolutely. He's going to make one or two bad throws, and I think that's part of the reason why they didn't throw the ball hardly at all in the Packers game. They didn't want to have that one pick six or something. And they didn't need to. Exactly. There was no reason to. Shanahan knows you get up 25, you're on the ball. One other thing here that kind of goes with the interceptable passes. On the season, Jimmy G had 43 dangerous plays. Once again, not sure what qualifies something as dangerous, but Jimmy G, 43 dangerous plays. Mahomes, only 21. Wow. I think that's pretty telling. (laughs) I think that's pretty telling. Because Mahomes takes risks sometimes. I really think if the 49ers are going to win this game, it's going to come from turning over Mahomes. I really do. Absolutely. The turnover margin in this game is going to be one of the most telling things without a doubt. The margin for error in this game is going to be damn near non-existent is what I think. Especially if you're San Francisco, because I know that's the best defense in the league, and I know they're going to come out hot ready to play but you can't stop that chief's offense i mean you just cannot bank on holding them to good luck 31 points yeah you can't you cannot bank on it so it's gonna be fun to see you said that you had some stuff defensively on the matchups here hit me with that real quick what have you got yeah so a lot of people including you have been saying the 49ers have the best defense in the league you know the best defense in this game and there's what everyone says sure there's a few things here. San Francisco is number one in third down sack rate. You know okay. who number two is? The Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, so okay. okay. I think I think that could be a pretty telling stat there. If the 49ers yeah. are in third and long situations, expect the Chiefs to make a big play. Maybe they could you get a it. sack in one of these moments. Make Jimmy G uncomfortable. I think that's that's got to be the goal if you're Spags in that Chiefs defense bottom uh-huh. line is you know get Jimmy G to those quote unquote danger play scenarios where he's got to make a snap decision, throw something away, take a shot downfield, or get out of the pocket, try to make something happen. Because I think if you get Jimmy G out of the pocket, good things happen for that defense. Mm-hmm. And I know Frank Clark has proved to the KC Chiefs fans he was worth every single penny. He was worth yes. trading D four to San Francisco and bringing in from Seattle. So I think third and long, look for Frank to get a sack on Jimmy G. And then, like I said, San Francisco's number one in third down sack rate. Well, Patrick Mahomes gets sacked on 3.3% of third downs. And on third downs that he scrambled this season, he has gotten a first down every single time. I believe it, 100%. 100%. Another number that I've got here that goes right with that. You know, oh, the the 49ers are the best in the league on third down. Okay, well, the Chiefs convert on 47% of their third downs and they're second in the league. So I I don't think that is going to be a big of a, you know, a bugaboo and problem for the Chiefs as people think. I mean, they're damn good on third down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's all going to be about getting the big play on first and second down. And then if not that, then it's going to be who can get those short yardage plays who can convert that crucial fourth down. Like I said, the margin of error is going to be so small in this game. I really think it's going to come down to Reed versus Shanahan. And both of these guys have had their woes in the big games. I disagree a little. 
Really? Just a little. I think it's going to come down to Steve Spagnola more than it does Andy Reid. Because the way I look at it, I know Andy Reid's going to have them ready to go. I know he's going to be on top of his stuff. And I know that offense is going to score. I know is going to have them ready to go. There's going to be no issue there with Mahomes in that offense. I think if Spags can just stop the 49ers and you know he can really decipher that pre-snap motion, take away Kittle, force them into third and long, pressure Jimmy G, I think he is really the key for the Chiefs more than anything. And, you know... He's been there. He beat the Patriots twice. So Spags has that. He's got the experience. He's got the championship pedigree that I think really both teams kind of lack a little bit. He's the one guy that can say, hey, listen, I got rings on my finger. You know, I know what I'm doing. You know, I I think this is a game where the points are going to come in piles. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I think if I were betting on this, I would probably take the over and the Chiefs. And yes. so that said, yes, I think it is important that these teams come in with a solid defensive game plan and a strong philosophy, and they don't bend, they don't um, shy away from those at all. But right. I do think it's going to be such a shootout, maybe a 35-42 type of game that that might not really matter so much. And it could matter more to make that one big play, that turnover, that sack to push the team out of field goal range, whatever. I think that's going to be the key here. I hear that. Uh, A couple more things I've got to throw at you. So one thing I was really looking at, and Warren Sharp was all over this, the 49ers play cover four more than anyone in the league. Early on in the season, what teams were throwing at the Chiefs to try and slow down Mahomes was cover four. And they just absolutely torched them. And, you know, people watch film. People pick up on that stuff. And teams stop throwing cover four at the Chiefs. And so one big question is, are the 49ers going to try to throw this cover four zone at them? Or are they going to say, you know what? We saw what the Chiefs did against everyone all year that threw it at them. We're going to bring in some different looks. We're going to do some different stuff with Sherman. We're going to throw some new looks at them. Or if they're going to stick to their bread and butter. And I think that's that's going to be a big key because when you really look at it, People say, how are the Chiefs going to stop Kittle? I don't know how the 49ers zone is going to stop Hill, Robinson, Kelsey, Watkins, and Hardman. And I think that's a much bigger thing, and that's one thing I look at. And like you were saying, I mean, it very well could come down to who is the ball last. There's going to be a lot of points. Last I'm, really inside I have I am on the scared. game. I'm scared that it will come down to who has the ball no, last. No, don't be scared because here's why you shouldn't be. When was the last time a quarterback that was a quote-unquote game manager like Jimmy G, when was the last time he won a Super Bowl? Is Tom Brady a game manager? He is not. He is not. <laughs> okay, maybe, I was going to say nowadays, last year. last season, but for the most part, no. Yeah, I can't recall. It doesn't happen. I'm it not sure. Happen. Your quarterback's got to make big plays for you to win in the Super Bowl, and that's why I, I take the Chiefs. Give me Mahomes over Garoppolo any day of the week. My score prediction here is 38-27 Chiefs. 38-27 Chiefs. Oh, man, that gets the blood flowing. That gets it flowing. That's where I'm at. I've been on the Chiefs all year, and I try to look at these numbers as objectively as possible, but all Mm -hmm. signs just point to the Chiefs. Yeah, I think if the Chiefs get a lead in this game, that could be it. I really do think that if they get a a hot start. Double digits, it's over. Oh, absolutely. I don't think they'll let up. I think Mahomes is going to be so dialed in. He's going to have all the emotions channeled in a positive way. The Chiefs are going to come out ready to play. I think we're going to smash the over of 54 and a half. 
But yeah, I'm I got to roll with the Chiefs to win the game. I'm going to say probably a 42 to 36 final. So, a whole right. lot of points. Get you some field goals in there if you're the Niners. Yeah, give me give me some field goals in there, but I just I think I got a couple in there too. Mahomes is too good. Um, one little thing though, if you're going to bet, don't take Mahomes as the MVP. He's got negative odds. You might as well just take the Chiefs to win the game instead. So, okay. I think I saw him at like plus 120, but it was pretty close to even, and I'm sure that's bouncing uh, around all over the place throughout the week. Last I saw, I think it was like minus 150, and if I can just take the Chiefs oh, to win yeah. the game, like I'm yeah. going to do that because there's a chance the Chiefs win, someone wins, else wins the MVP. Right. Yeah, exactly. If the Chiefs were, if Mahomes gets MVP, obviously the Chiefs won. Yeah. So there we go. All right. So some good NFL insight for you there. Little X's and O's game breakdown. You want to take us into our interview with your boy here? Yes, sir. We are about to get into it with Mr. Sam Nabriga. This was a very fun interview to do. Uh, yeah, he, it was. he had us cracking up uh, here and there. So I think you guys will like this. Prop bets with Sam Nabriga, the man, the myth, the legend. Here he is. Okay, I am joined by a great friend of mine. I have been very excited about having him on the podcast. Sam Nabriga, the time is the time is now. What's up, my buddy? How are you? <laughs> Yo, uh, my name's Sam. Most people just call me ASAP Nob or Nobs. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to be on the pod. Let's go. That's that's what I like to hear. Okay, we got you on today because you're an expert gambler. You track all your bets on the Action Network app. You even get bets sent to you, correct? That's absolutely right. All of those things are true. <laughs> what? Are you still getting picks sent to you? From many different numbers, many times a week. Always coming, <laughs> never leaving. And do you smack them all? I smack them all. <laughs> okay, you were we were talking earlier this week and you said you were up on what is it, the calendar year or just like football season? Uh yeah. So since I started betting this year, which I mean probably started September August, um, yeah, I've been doing really well. I mean oh none of these picks are mine. I've <laughs> 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 an honest man an we honest you, we man. were betting when we lived together that was like two years yeah ago, exactly and then I we guess. were i was losing because i was the one making the decision but yeah. now, <laughs> now we out. were all losing exactly yeah. so now i've outsourced that and uh yeah no <laughs> things are going well that's right outsource anything if you can that's exactly right especially your gambling picks mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so we're gonna start here with our starter pack for the super bowl pretty much what are we what's our beverage of choice our food of choice the atmosphere we like to watch these types of games in sam i'm gonna let you go first what's what are you doing super bowl weekend what what's your ideal scenario give us the full scoop yeah us with all of it sure sure so i know a lot of my friends are going to be you know headed somewhere downtown watching the game at a bar right. that's not for me that's okay. not for me i'm going to be in my childhood basement watching with a small group of dudes maybe like eight to ten guys i can focus on the game i can watch tell tom and cole what's up for me yeah yeah exactly uh i can watch all the game i can watch all the commercials i can watch the whole halftime show uh and my my attention can just be you know 
fully on what it needs to be on. Um, totally fair. Yeah. And then when it comes to food and drink, I think whatever type of cheap, shitty, light beer that you got, preferably in bottles, though. I know. It really? Weird. Yeah. I really like that. It does sound weird. Bud Light or Mick Ultra. I was say some, some Bud Light bottle sounds right it, up the alley then. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> something about that for me. Have you heard that um, if you drink out of the bottle, it's like drinking a third more of a beer because of the air in it? No, uh, no but I'm going to start using that fact now. <laughs> because I, I knew that's something that you'd probably Wikipedia immediately, and you'll probably do it after this conversation. I'm but... doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, what's your food though? We didn't get that. Oh, I'm gonna be way too. <laughs> oh no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, Jackson, what about you? <laughs> I don't think I can follow that up, man. Um, <laughs> whoo, so I'll be in Stillwater more than likely. Um, uh, Nothing crazy, kind of similar to knobs here. I do not plan on watching at a bar. I will take the cheap drinks at home. I'd rather be sober enough to watch the game also, and I'm sure if I go to a bar by the second half, I won't be totally there. So going to watch at home. Um, <laughs> we're watching at home. We're watching at home. Peter, pipe down, man. You're making me laugh more. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Watching at home. I don't even know if I'm going to drink, honestly. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see what we got going the next day. But probably drink a few claws. I'm allergic to everything, unfortunately, so I can't drink beer. And we will probably be eating some shitty gluten-free pizza also. So going to be a hell of a day, but can't quite follow up knobs there. <laughs> Pete, you didn't, tell me that, you didn't tell me this guy doesn't drink beer. He's, uh, he's it's, got a it's, yeah, it's no, it's it's a knock to my name. I I wouldn't want to tell people it either. He's got the gluten allergy, just a regular glutard, huh? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, honestly. But it does have its benefits. All sometimes. right, got really good at drinking liquor throughout college. There you hey. go. There you go. That is a great byproduct. Okay. Yes, sir, Peter. What do you got going on? Yeah, like both of you guys, I'm much more of a ass to the couch type of guy for these types of games yeah i I want to be comfortable it's a long game i like to look at the person next to me and question the coach's decisions and all that good stuff and that's kind of difficult to do when you're in a bar setting talking to people you know but don't always want to be around yeah or you could say you could say the wrong thing to the wrong fan and end up on the floor accidentally or something yeah there you go so i'm definitely the type to be sitting on the couch I'll be drinking Bush Light knobs. I would highly recommend Bush Light. I don't do they do even, bottles of that? Yeah, that was I, I, no, I don't you. think so, Peter. Bush Light's so bottom of the barrel, I don't even think they have bottles. I hate to break it to you. It's pretty good though. And then food, I'll probably just go with pizza, to be honest. So I'm yeah, pretty p- simple. Pizza and wings, I feel like that's the classic Super Bowl food. But y'all are in the city of barbecue, so didn't know if that was going to be in play, possibly. Obviously not for knobs here. We know that now. not for me, but yeah. (laughs) No barbecue for knobs. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Might might be having some barbecue, but I don't know yet. Okay. Let's do it here. Prop bets. Little, Little Super Bowl prop bets. All right, so should I take the lead here and start us off? Yeah. All right, so this one's a little bit more serious of a prop if 
you're trying to make some money and you're really looking at it that way. I know a lot of these are going to be just for shits and giggles we throw out there. But will Joe Buck or Troy Aikman say the word Patriots at all during the broadcast? The odds are plus 180 for no, minus 270 for yes. I know minus 270 is pretty hefty there, but put your mortgage on it, put your house on it, put your car payment on it. They're going to bring up the Patriots. I think the first thing they're going to say is, well, Troy, it's pretty bizarre to be here without the Patriots. Uh, It's been a fixture over the last decade, but here we go. I mean, I think that'll hit before they even kick off. I'm not crazy on that, right? Y'all are on the same page? Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing worse than losing, you know, a big minus two or 300 bet. But that one sounds as safe as any you're going to find. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I agree with your thought that it will probably be co- or come before the kickoff, honestly. Like, that's got to be a main storyline. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to be showing probably last year's game. That's, yeah, they're, they're going to show a... some Tom Brady highlights at some point. Yeah, that's They're going to get that in there. I, I'm really. surprised that's not a lot lower. Minus 270 is a steal for that. I definitely agree. I'm glad y'all uh, concur there. So, Nobs, you want to hit us with your first prop bet here? Sure. Um, all right. I'll start with number of commercials featuring dogs. So last year it was at – Oh, we got numbers the, here. The over this. under was at five and a half, and there were only three. So whoever, wow. whoever's making these odds definitely, you know, expects to see some dogs in these commercials. Everybody, Yeah, they're dogs. dog people. They're Clearly dog going... people and not cat people making these lines. Exactly, exactly. There are going to be commercials with dogs. It's at three and a half right now, minus 120. I'm going to bet my ass that there's going to be at least four commercials that have a dog in it. Really well, I like that too because I guarantee there's going to be a puppy bowl commercial in the game. Mm-hmm. That is probably true. There's one. That is not probably two true. Of them. There's one. I would be surprised if there's a dog food commercial either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dogs okay. can be in any like kind this. of commercial for any product. That is true. I mean, if you have a truck commercial, probably a dog yeah. in it. Yeah. Or like the Budweiser Clydesdales. There, I can see there you go. a similar type of vibe. Some kind of like sad little story, kid and a dog. I don't know. A little Marley yeah, and Me th- vibe. There's, there's probably going to be one in a Coke commercial too. You're going to have like the full Coke bottle rolling down the street and a dog's going <laughs> to pick it up and run with it and take it somewhere. And then it's going to go somewhere else and something like that. I, I like that. I think we're going to see some dogs without a doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Peter, what we got here? Hit us with the first one. Okay. We're going to hit the Anthem and Gatorade, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that after. We'll save those two for last. Okay. I'm going to start with this first one here. It's a Kansas City-themed bet. Okay. Which will be higher after Super Bowl 54? George Brett's career home runs, 317, or Patrick Mahomes' passing yards? I think so, that's just common sense. So here's the thing. George Brett home runs is minus 140. Yeah, that's stupid. And Who so, made that line? I don't know. Pat Mahomes passing yards is even money to be over 317. So I'm going to take <clears throat> the over on the passing yards here. George Brett, love you, man. KC legend. But Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl, let's rock with 318 at least. Yeah. I definitely agree. I mean, Niners defense is great and all, but it's the Super Bowl, and if Kansas City gets down, he hits that for sure. Oh, he, I mean, if they if they play from behind for more than a quarter, that's a lock, and I think it's a lock regardless. He's throwing for 450 on Sunday night. I think, so too. I think so, too. Watch. Yeah. 
I definitely agree. So are we doing like a snake draft here, Peter? Are you hitting us with your next one also? Are we going back to the top? Okay. Let's snake it here. Okay. Second one. Total Donald Trump tweets on February second. Ah, no slick way. one. That's what I was. That was in my Did arsenal. You, also, you both had that. Ah, okay. <laughs> I think we all have the same take on it. Also. <laughs> all right. Well, I did a little bit of research as of October 2019. I know that's a little bit um, a few months back. Yeah, but that's all right. He was averaging 36 tweets per day. Okay, <gasps> 36. <laughs> As of October 2019, <laughs> the bet here is over 13 and a half plus 130, under 13 and a half minus 170. So clearly, I'm hammering that over 13 and a half plus 130 odds. I, I completely imagine. agree. You yeah, got that at plus 130? That's what I saw it out here on. That's grass, what I have. But that's what I have. I'm yeah. looking at one right now. So the prop that I actually had, it's almost the same but slightly different. It's which will be higher. 49ers total points or Donald Trump total tweets on the third, which is Super Bowl Sunday. And it was only plus 145 for Donald Trump tweets. And surely the 49ers are going to score more than 13 points. See, so that, I think your line's a little uh, more favorable, Peter. I, I saw that yeah. same thing, Jackson. So I, I don't know what's going on there. but Yeah, that's I, weird. I feel like I saw the Trump over 13 and a half more than I did, you know, the, the more than – 49ers total points. 49ers points. Yeah, so. that's bizarre. But either way, I think you hammer Trump's tweet over without a doubt. 100%. I mean, I'm assuming that he's going to tweet a couple of times about the Super Bowl in the first place, either congratulating the champion or inviting them to the White House. So all we need is a few tweets here and there. Bam. I wouldn't there. be surprised. There's going to be some Mike Bloomberg commercials, too. And I wouldn't be surprised if Donald Trump tweets out the video of Mike Bloomberg shaking the dog's mouth. You guys see that on Twitter? That's one of no, the movies I've ever seen in my life. Yes, I it, it was it was very bizarre, very funny. I could totally see as soon as a Bloomberg ad comes court. out, Trump is on Twitter <laughs> just releasing the memes, just unleashing the memes. I could totally see it, especially at halftime. Absolutely, hopefully, I'm with you there. All right, Sam, what you got? Um, okay, this one's a little wild. J Lo butt crack. Did you guys see this? <laughs> Wow. Will J-Lo... Tell me more. This is is the detail. Will J-Lo show butt cleavage during halftime show? Plumber crack or reverse butt cleavage will count as a yes. Now, I had to Google... I had to Google reverse butt cleavage. I am ashamed to say. I did not know what that meant off the top of my head. I don't either. Reverse butt cleavage (laughs) is like when they're right... When they're wearing like the short shorts that are so short that you can see like the little... The cheek lines, you know? Yeah, like the crease in the butt? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, that's reverse butt cleavage. That's up. Good to know. And I'm hitting that all day. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Plus 168 for reverse butt cleavage? Exactly. Like, And I want to make it clear. I'm going to be seeing (laughs) J-Lo's butt crack on Super Bowl Sunday no matter what. Whether it's at the... (laughs) Whether it's at the halftime show or if it's at the Miami penthouse after the Chiefs get the dub. So that's all I got to say and might as well be making money when I – So know, you're, you're hoping for thing. a little Justin Timberlake action out there. Absolutely. And we're okay. going to get it. And all we're right. going to get it. All I right. love that. I like it too. I mean, hey, those are pretty favorable odds. I can't mm-hmm. knock you there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so kind of goes with – 
what you're saying about loving to see her out in Miami. I am sure there's going to be a lot of players out in Miami after this game, especially on the winning team. This prop here, will any player be arrested in Miami after the game? No is minus 2,000. Yes is plus 750. Uh, I got to go with yes at plus 750. I mean, someone's going to do something stupid. It's Miami. That value is incredible. Wow, I did not see that. I think I, surely, it, you know, it's worth five, ten bucks on it. I saw that one, and I feel like it's definitely worth a sprinkle. Plus 750, not many of these prop bets have that good at odds. Right. No, that's incredible. I would take that for sure. Definitely. A little value pick for y'all there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I got another one since we're back at the top, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just saw this one. Which will be higher, Zion's points and rebounds in his next game or Jimmy Garoppolo's completions in the Super Bowl? Give me Zion's points and rebounds any day of the week. Zion's going to have at least 20 points and rebounds. I don't see Jimmy G having more than 25 completions. Say that back again. So which will be higher, Zion's points and rebounds or Jimmy Garoppolo's completions? And this is Zion's next game. And these are his points and rebounds combined? Yes, points and rebounds come up. Oh, absolutely. I think so, too. I've been hating on Jimmy G all year, so i got to stay with it. And those are even odds, so I think you got to go with Zion. Who are they playing? Do you know? I don't know. I honestly don't think it'll matter, but let me check real quick. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. If Jimmy completes, like, more than 25 passes, I'd probably be shocked. Yeah, I would, too. I would, too. Let me Unless see if they actually from play – uh, let's see here. Yeah, I, I'm not sure who that's against, actually. Oh, well, I like it. Yeah, oh, it's against the Rockets on February 2nd. Okay, I love that. There it is. All right, on to the next here. Sam, back to you. What have you got for us with your next prop? All right, this one actually has to deal with football. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, this one is Mostert, Damian Williams, and Kelsey, all three score touchdowns. Plus four fifty. I re- I really like this one. I, yeah, Mostert's I, gonna score. Kelsey's gonna score. Damian Williams will punch one in at that, the goal line. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. really like that. Plus four fifty. It seems really, really a high value for me. Uh, I'm I'm actually definitely gonna be taking this one. Yeah, I like that too. I actually absolutely love that bet. Like I like those those three players are gonna score a touchdown. Yeah, the, I mean, gonna there's going to be at least 45 points in this game, so surely the three of them are each going to get it, one. It's going to happen. Yeah, I'm with you on that, definitely. So, Peter, hit us with your next two here. Back to you on the snake. All right, my last two here. I had, let's see, will Dave Portnoy get oh, kicked yeah. out of the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we've already had Big Cat and PFT get removed from media day for dressing up like old people. Um, I think this this is definitely a yes. Again, we're looking back at the value here. Yes is plus 750. No is minus 2,000. Whenever you take uh, Knobs plus 450, Damian, Kelsey, and who is the other one? Mostert, touchdown. Yeah. yeah, once you win that one, you'll have a little leftover to sprinkle yes on this. There so, you go. That means Dave Portnoy. Yeah, plus 750 to get kicked out. Let's He's going to do something. That. He's going to do something. I definitely agree. You know what he's going to do is he's going to smash that line and then get himself kicked out. Yeah, 
I think so too. I mean, if he's smart. And so Nobs, I've got something I want to add on to that. Sorry to interrupt you here and steal your thunder, Peter. So another prop I saw, will a fan run onto the field during the game? Yes. Plus 600, no minus 1200. If Dave Portnoy just says, screw it. And he decides to go parlay those two, you know, if he's on a book that lets him, he could totally parlay. (laughs) Will Dave Portnoy get kicked out of the Super Bowl? And will a fan run onto the field at plus 750 and plus 600? You parlay those and you throw 10 grand on it. Have yourself a day, Mr. Portnoy. Oh, my God. You are thinking at levels that, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's good shit right there. Like I'm sure that. he's got to be thinking that, too. Like, do you think, is there something illegal about that, like betting on yourself to do something like that? I'm pretty sure that's called being Pete Rose, and you get banned for life when you do stuff like that. <laughs> well, what are you going to ban him for life from, the sports world or being a jackass world? He's not really, he's not in the MLB. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No more I do. pizza reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I I like that thought process. Honestly, parlaying them. Yes. Might as well. Might as well. Okay. So, what's your second prop here, Peter, or your last prop, I should say? All right. I had two that I was seeing here, but I'm gonna go with this one. Will Fox mention the point spread or total during the broadcast? Yeah, I saw that one. So I've been watching a lot of football this year, last couple of years, once gambling has kind of been more prevalent than ever. A normalized thing. Yes. And I think, no, they're not going to mention the point spread or total. The Definitely odds, agree. The odds are minus 230 for no, and yes, it's plus 160. But like I said, I don't think I've heard a guy mention it once all season. Maybe Al Michaels did on a Sunday night. He did once or twice, but usually if they mention something, it's super subtle. You know, like, like, oh, that point really mattered there or something like that. It's never like, oh, the spread is hit. That's a big deal. You know, like they they really say that. And I think they would totally, especially in the Super Bowl, they would get knocked incredibly for their professionalism if they mentioned the spread in the game there would be a lot of football purists that throw a fit about that yeah yeah i agree and i think if it's not going to be aikman for sure there's not a chance in hell he says it there's only one way he does it would be joe buck well the only way aikman does it is if he does his typical troy aikman halftime whatever it is i don't want to speculate he comes back with his puffy eyes looking very glazed and confused and accidentally mentions it. I think that's the only chance. Okay, that's quite a theory. You've seen him. I mean, we've all seen the pictures of Troy Aikman in the booth, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no sober man's eyes look like that. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. All right, well, I'm taking no. That's my last one. All right, Nobs, what's the last one you've got for us here? Or honestly, if you've got any left, throw them all out. So I I got – I don't know where, where I'm landing on this, but I got a funny one that I saw. All right. Combined weight of all touchdown scorers. It's an oh, over-under wow. at 1,400 pounds. What, what do you guys think about that? How crazy is that bet? I'm trying okay. to decipher that. So, so that's, that's roughly going to have to be about seven touchdowns by different people to hit. Well, see, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, if, if Kelsey scores two touchdowns, like, does his, is his weight, you know, doubled? doubled? I exactly. don't think so. If his weight, if it does count like that and his weight would be doubled, I think you take the over. If, you know, a player can score four times and it's just his weight, then I think you take the under. Yeah, I think so too because it says combined weight of all touchdown scorers. Like 
Yeah. There's only one touchdown scorer if he scores four touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That'd be like if Kelsey caught six touchdowns and Molster punched one in and those were all the touchdowns. Exactly. It would only be like 400 pounds. There you go. I kind of like the under. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. I do too. What are the odds on that? Is it just even? Ooh, pick I couldn't em? tell you right now. I bet it's just a pick them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Last one that I've got here. <clears throat> I like boxing. I like the Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury fight coming up. I saw a prop that had that to do with it, so I figured I might as well throw it out there. Total rounds, or it says which will be higher, total rounds completed in Wilder versus Fury, and that fight went the distance last time. Total yards on Jimmy Garoppolo's first completion on the game, which will be more. I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo chucking downfield more than 12 yards. I'm taking uh, taking total rounds completed by Wilder and Fury, and that's just a pick em. Wow. Okay. It's kind of a lot to unpack there. Kind of complicated, but <laughs> bottom line, I think Wilder and Fury, there will be more rounds in that fight than the yards of Jimmy G on his first completion. All right. I like it. I mean, that is the last one I've got. So I believe there was a couple other prop bets we said we we're going to get back to. Peter, you want to take us through those real quick? Yeah. So we're going to do the national anthem and the Gatorade color to wrap this up. And I was doing a little bit of research on the national anthem. Okay. So the odds I found, Demi Lovato over under two minutes and four seconds. Is that what you guys were saying? Mm-hmm. Something like that. I saw some that were two minutes flat. <clears throat> yeah. Well, if you do the two minutes flat, the odds are pretty bad. Okay. And I don't really think they're worth touching because there's a lot of variation. But... I was doing my homework. I was going to say, do we have any average national anthem numbers, anything like that here? Yeah, so the uh, six of the last 14 national anthems at the Super Bowl have been two minutes, four seconds plus. So that's Ooh. less than half. Yeah, the but, under's looking pretty nice there then. Yeah, but I was also looking at this. At the Mayweather-McGregor boxing match, Demi sang the national anthem. She went two minutes and 12 seconds. And then in game four of the 2015 World Series, shout out Kansas City Royals, she went one minute, 58 seconds. I have a theory. So average the two, average the two, that's two minutes and five (laughs) seconds. I'm taking the over. Yo, okay, sorry to interrupt here. Uh, Oladipo just hit a crazy clutch three to tie the game and send it to OT versus the Bulls in his first one back. That's cool. I had to mention that. Hell yeah. Back to Diddy, though. Uh, I got a theory for you, Peter. She was on the stuff for a while, okay? You know, we all know that. Became pretty oh. public, kind of a bad deal. Not, nope, just hear me out. Back then of the Royals game, that was fresh off the Disney stuff. She was still probably clean cut, you know, doing <laughs> doing good on the straight and narrow path. That was a shorter, shorter national anthem. The Mayweather-McGregor fight, or was that, that what you said it was, Mayweather-McGregor? Mm-hmm. That's when she was on the stuff. So I'm thinking she's not on the stuff anymore probably now. Maybe it'll be, maybe it'll be under two minutes and four seconds like the World Series. I love you. Got to you got to account for all the variables here. But do you guys okay. remember? Do you guys remember what happened last year regarding the uh, the national anthem time? There was something scandalous about it, wasn't yeah. there? Like they hit the last note for twenty seconds to make sure they hit the over or well, something. There, what the thing is, there were two or three like rehearsals of it. So everyone at the game started slamming. Oh. I can't even remember if it was the over or the under, but they started slamming whichever one it was, oh. texting their friends, and, and and they had to pull it real quick. 
So that's right. Maybe they'll do. I remember that. If you guys know, if any of the listeners out there know anyone headed to the Super Bowl, make sure that they know to text you immediately. If there's any, (laughs) if there's any store to rehearsal, and then just dump as much money as you fucking can on you know whatever 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 time it's at. Yeah, I do know someone going. I'll have to hit him up. Pete, there you go. Give him my number. Let's go. All right. (laughs) There's your pick. Done. Coming to you fresh from someone else. All right. So the last prop that we've got here, the Gatorade color. I've kind of seen these odds all over the place. Uh, go through them real quick. Clear or water is plus 550. Yellow slash lemon lime is plus 250. Orange is plus 575. Blue plus 650. Red plus 125. Purple plus 600. So we've got a source who has told us. It's actually Mitchell. He says that he is very confident and has word that that Gatorade should be purple. If and the Chiefs win. Yes, if the Chiefs win. He said the Gatorade should be purple if the Chiefs win. I'm not, you know, not on my name. Not saying for sure it's going to happen, but I trust Mitchell. have no reason not to. He sounded pretty confident, so I'm just no, going to throw wrong. that out there for him. It's wrong? That's wrong. What do you have? It's going to be red. Oh, why do you think that? Just because the Chiefs are red? No, because my mom said so. Oh. Yeah. So my really? mom, my mom said it's gonna be red. So that means it's gonna be red. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. She she did say that, and she was very confident about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Does she work for the Chiefs or something? No, no. She just pulled that out of her ass. Oh, okay. But you know, she's got that intuition. Mom always knows. Mm-hmm. So Mother I'm always knows. Probably gonna have to sprinkle purple now. I think yeah. purple's purple's I'm worth you. a little sprinkle. He sounded very, very confident about this, too. It was his hot take of the week. Like, yeah. I think he has some inside sources, and he says if the Chiefs win, it's going to be purple. So, I don't know. Hedge with red? <laughs> no insider <laughs> trading here. You know, we, we don't know. We just heard a word on the street. But he said that his book has purple at plus 900. So, plus wow. 900 for the purple would be a pretty nice value. Yes. We got to love that perp. Definitely. <laughs> definitely <laughs> oh man okay i i mean do we have any other props to hit here I don't that's think all so. i brought to the table i'm good knobs knobs what is your prediction on the game can you at least give us a little score prediction uh who are the chiefs playing again <laughs> <laughs> san francisco um score uh 28 21 chiefs okay there it is i like it 28 21 chiefs Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. And oh, the people listening. Yes, shout shout out. You know, give them your Twitter, Instagram. Where can they find you? So on Instagram and Twitter, at Sam underscore knobs. Find me, hit me up. Do whatever you need to do. Brawl in the DMs or not, you know, whatever you got to do. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, it was a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Absolutely.